Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 317 of Her, the podcast, where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today her dating in a COVID world. Uh-huh. You think this is relevant? Yep, I think it is. Listen, we have a terrific show coming up. Before we begin, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to SmartyPantsVitamins.com. Now, here's your reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because we love to hear your feedback. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. All right, you're single. You're single in the city. That's the name of a book written by Laura Bellotta. Now, why is this so important? Because you're single in the city and it's a COVID world and you want a date. So Laura is an author, radio host, dating coach, matchmaker, and founder of successful dating website, Single in the City. Oh my goodness. And she's established Single in the City in 2002. And since its beginnings, her efforts and expertise have allowed Single in the City to become one of the largest event-based dating companies in the greater Toronto area. And she's going to help us understand all things dating safely. Is that really possible? In a COVID world. Laura, welcome to the Her Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How are you guys? So, so you know, tell us right now, right off the bat, is it mission impossible to meet someone and date safely in a COVID world? Absolutely not. Actually, I've been encouraging people to get back out there and to start dating again because it can be a lonely place for so many people. And if you think about it, like it, we're going on about a year now since this all started, and think about the people who have been single prior to that, maybe a year prior to that, two years prior to that, three years prior to that, and now we're going on another year. It can be a very lonely place. Um, so I really do encourage people to get back out there, um, you know, and uh, to meet people. But I do suggest for singles that are struggling to meet someone right now is to use this slower time to self-reflect on who you are, what your needs are, and what you truly want in a relationship so you have a clear vision when you're ready to get back out there. And so uh, that's what I suggest. But... If you are ready, you've done the work, you've done the self-reflection, you know, you've worked on yourself, and you're like, hey, listen, I'm ready, then dating right now is possible. Well, let me ask you a question then, right? So this is so crazy. I remember when AIDS hit, you know, uh, the world and um, HIV and the whole thing. And then people were absolutely terrified about dating. They're like, oh my God, am I going to pick this up or what's going on? And so they literally, you know, almost demanded to see some form of, 
you know, medical, medical testing that, you know, uh, that you were negative. Well, now look at us. So, uh, you know, is it that you want to know that someone is um, COVID negative? Um, and if so, how do you know that whatever they show you is even not not counterfeit or something? I mean, what do you do? Well, Seriously. I am, anybody can lie. So I'm hoping that people are honest uh, with the fact if they do have COVID. But I, most people don't know that they're carrying COVID. So I can at least let you know what I suggest if you are single and want to get back out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, so let's just talk about dating during COVID and um, how to go about it. So first of all, you want to let everyone know that you're single, okay? Because these people that are close to you, your family members, your friends, let's say, they um, uh, may know some people that may be suitable for you, but if you don't ask them, then they may not set you up. So just let everybody know that you're single and looking and to keep an eye out for you. Then you want to join uh, online meetup groups where you may meet people who share similar interests. And right now, most of them are virtual, but that's okay. You might meet somebody through a Zoom call and through virtual events. You want to join speed dating events. Like my company, um, we did a lot of uh, in-person events prior to this. Um, I've been hosting singles events for 19 years, but now we've taken it virtual. So look for virtual speed dating events in your city, in your area. Then there is this new application that I'm on and I'm hosting a virtual events on. Well, not virtual, but it's, it's like through radio. Um, it's, have you heard of Clubhouse? Oh, I know Clubhouse very well. Are you on there? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, maybe we can uh, join and, and host something together on there. Anyways, it's such a, a great app for connections. And I have been making a ton of connections on this application and people are meeting other people from all over the world and also locally. So get on Clubhouse, join groups like the single uh, groups like mine, like the rooms like uh, Shoot Your Shot Rooms, Meet Mix Mingle, Ready to Mingle, Ready to Meet Single People, those kind of groups, okay? Um, and then you're going to get online. You're going to join two to three dating apps. I would say no more than three because what happens then, it gets confusing. You start meeting all these people uh, on different apps and then you forget who you're meeting and then you don't end up meeting anybody because it gets confusing for you. Then you want to be proactive and you want to start sliding into people's inboxes, okay, when you are online. And don't just look at somebody's pictures. You want to read their bio. What did they write? Do you resonate with their bio? And when you're sliding into their inbox, you want to make a reference to something that they've written in their bio. So show them that you've taken the time to read what they've written. Now, once you start chatting back and forth and there's some sort of connection there, you're going to ask for a video date. I go right for the video date, okay? Because I'm a big, huge fan of video dating. I think it's a great way to get to know someone um, and get, really get a sense of their personality, the way they carry themselves, the way they smile, uh, get a better sense of their humor, the way they keep their living space. Now, some people are really timid when it comes to video dates. If they're shy, then hop on a phone call, right? So... Now, you've qualified this person, you've been talking to them uh, for a little while, then you're going to ask to meet up in person. Now, some people are a lot more careful than other people. Um, 
I tend, like with my experience, because I'm dating, I mean, some guys have wanted to make out with me <laughs> on the first, the first date. I'm like, we're in COVID. I'm not making out with you, right? So uh, what you do is you meet up, and then you, you socially distance. You keep your masks on. Then you do it again. And now if you feel like there's a strong connection between the two of you, you have a conversation about it. And, you know, are you immunocompromised? Is someone in your household immunocompromised? You know, where do you go? All these types of questions. And then if you both feel that you want to start getting sexual, then go get tested. I mean, it's a simple swab. It takes 10 seconds and you're done with it. And then this way you're both safe safe, and you can have sexual relations and do whatever you'd like and then continue on with your relationship. And that's the way that I would go about it personally. Okay. Ha. (laughs) Okay. So... I, I'm just thinking to myself, what a virtual, you know, um, what do you call those things? Uh, the speed dating kind of thing yeah, really is like, what is that like versus being in person? I'm just fascinated with, you know, the differences. Well, of course it's better in person, uh, but I mean, it, but it's the same, um, it's the same format. So when you're meeting people in person, person on a, a speed dating event, you've like guys will come to your table every three or four minutes or so. And it's the same thing online. So you meet one person and then three, five minutes later, you meet another person, five minutes later, you meet another person. And then at the end, what happens is you get your results. So whoever you said yes to and said yes back, you exchange email addresses. And then you take it from there. And then we always, again, suggest a video de- uh, video date. What are common mistakes, you know, a women make when they're getting involved with this type of uh, platform? I mean, you know, clearly, uh, you know, people uh, can misrepresent themselves and all of that, one can imagine. But based upon your 19 years of doing all of this, what have you, you know, are are there like some top uh, deal breaker kind of mistakes that, that women make, especially as they get involved with this type of thing? Okay, I would say some of the things are they're not, they're not true to themselves. They're not honest with who they um, would get along with, who would be most suitable for them. They base a connection on chemistry rather than compatibility. The best relationships are formed when there is both. They speak a lot about themselves on the date, and then they don't allow the other person to speak. Um, they expect too much from from the person on a date. Um, they have unrealistics going into dating. They expect to date someone that's you know um, like their, their checklist is so huge. <laughs> I always suggest that you have negotiables and non-negotiables. So things that are really, really important to you because they go against your values. Um, So things like religion, wanting children, you know, where do you see yourself residing in the future? If one person wants to live in the country, one one person wants to live in the city, that might not be a match. Smoking habits, things like that. And then there's negotiables, things that don't go against your values. And these are things that um, you can let slide, like hair color, you know, height, um, uh, occupation. You know, I've, as a matchmaker, I, some women come to me and they're, you know, I, I've had women that are like, well, I will only date 
a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or an accountant. They'll have like a list. It's like, well, I could have the perfect match for you, but maybe he's not a doctor, dentist, lawyer, or accountant. So I think you should just give them a chance. So I think that some of them are so picky, they're not really giving people chances, um, or income might be something that's really important to them. They're looking for someone who makes over $250,000 a year when really they're only making $50,000 a year. So again, like just unrealistic expectations. It's okay to have standards. It really is. But sometimes when your standards are too high, you're going to find yourself single because there's no such thing as the perfect person and nobody is going to match your criteria 100%. So I always suggest for people to date outside their comfort zone and give people chances that they would normally not have given a chance to because your date, your type may have changed and you don't even know it yet. So some, those are some of the things. Have you, have you during, I, that's very, very helpful. And, you know, speaking of COVID, have you noticed a shift or a trend in in uh, people, you know, perhaps experiencing loneliness um, in a big way and that maybe had not quite connected with that loneliness issue because they kept themselves busy, busy, busy with their work and other things. But now that all that kind of uh, changed, certainly keeping them in one place all the time, there's more time to actually, you know, experience uh, feelings of loneliness, that this may have um, caused a shift in in people's, you know, uh, increasing interest in, in dating? I think so. I think, uh, well, I, I see both sides. I see those people that um, COVID has want, made them want a relationship more, whereas there are those that are just willing to wait. Um, I do see uh, a shift in the, my matchmaking service, whereas it was really slow there for a few months, but now it's starting to pick up again, and people are calling, and they're just tired tired of being single. And I'm hoping that the people that have been single throughout this have worked on themselves during that time, like I did. You know, I, at first I, I was, you know, kind of down about it, but then I, I shift my energy towards um, or put my energy in towards something else. I started working out and I got really, really fit and I started eating healthy and I started reading more and I started doing things that made me happy. Um, and so I think that's what, what's important here is to, to, to make that shift and to change your attitude around it because we're not going to be going through this for the rest of our lives. This is just temporary and people just need to self-reflect, self you know, find your why while, like what I said at the beginning of, of the show, you know, use a slower time to self-reflect on who you are you know, what your needs are and what you truly want in a relationship so that when you are ready to date, you have this clear vision and you're ready to get back out there. So find your why before you get out there. Make sure the reason why you're doing it is right. Do it because you're, you're ready to connect and find someone again, not just to fill a hole or to try to convince yourself if you're not really ready. And then take the time to think about what you really want to get out of a relationship, you know, what does that look like for you? And then find your how. Think about how you want this phase to look. How will it be different this time? And think about what needs you want to have a, a fulfilling relationship. 
what is going to be the most important thing for you? And then lastly, focus on what you're looking for. What type of person will you get along with based on compatibility, like I mentioned before, not just chemistry? I think that that's probably one of the strongest things I've heard here. And that is that, um, as you know, men and women, I imagine, uh, fall into a landmine of problems when they're really looking at um, uh, the issue of just emotional um, uh, attractiveness, et cetera, mm-hmm. without really thinking on a practical level. Um, you know exactly. how you know how people get way over forgiving for yeah. weird habits, and then all of a sudden, you know, when that dopamine rush and that whole time yeah. in the beginning ends, and you suddenly realize, you know, the dude smokes. I can't stand smoking, but you know, I exactly. allowed for it in the beginning. What the hell was I thinking? You know, that type I did of that. thing. Yeah, yeah, people do I it did all that the time. Myself. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's why I tell people to refrain from having sex too early because it inhibits our our thought process. And women are, are we're emotional, and when we start having sex with someone, um, we we it clouds our judgment, <laughs> and then you know we get attached, and then a few uh, weeks or months down the road, all these red flags start appearing. And you're already, it's like, it's almost like it's too late. You think, oh, but I really like this person. I'm emotionally attached to this person. So I'll, I'll just let it slide. Oh, maybe I'll change that or we'll fix that. Next thing you know, a year down the road, same issues are there, two years down the road. And then it just becomes tumultuous and it's not the right fit. And then you have to start over again. So, you know, just refrain. That's my suggestion is just to refrain from getting intimate too soon. Because um, that's that's the fear anyway for me, and that works for me, because red flags do show up. So you want to make sure that this person is suitable for you, and that they show they show up in area every area of your life that you need them to. Well, there's also something cool. You know, you said you got fit and you were feeling better. Well, listen, since you, since you can't go into a, a restaurant, <laughs> you can't sit down and eat, and you can't really, you know, do that little intimate dinner thing, guess what? It's called walking dates. And I just love oh, that yeah. because everyone knows I'm a fitness fanatic. And I just think that that's cool. So there you are all, you know, masked up and depending upon the season, of course, you know, you're, you've got those, you know, the coat on and, and the whole gig and, and you're keeping a, a fairly decent distance and walking along. Well, yeah. here's the thing. The safest place for you to be is outdoors so long as you're like not in the middle of a, you know, monster crowd or something, but, you know, taking a exactly. walk in the park and, you know, on the beach or, you know, something like that is perfectly fine. And um, it's literally one of the safest places that you could possibly want to be. So, you know, you what can even go skating. Yeah. I mean, you could do skating. anything seriously. And I went on a, I've been on a shopping date and I do, I have sent out several clients on shopping dates where they go grocery shopping together. <laughs> and then it's a great way to see what uh, they put in each other's carts or and on, in their own carts, of course, not each other's. But <laughs> I, I love the shopping date idea. I mean, you're still masked up, but that's a great way to get to know someone, breaks the ice a little bit, 
chat about foods and wow wow your favorite groceries yeah store. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> and you know what i love about this is you know and to your point about not wanting to you know get involved sexually right off the bat is that well who would want to do that within the you know the, the time of covid anyway i mean i would hope people are being a lot more you know um uh, cautionary but it also gives you much greater chance to be able to get to know the person and again to see if you're compatible um and try to put aside a lot of the emotional you know uh stuff that's going on at the time so all of that's good i just love this this is very very helpful so um people can buy your book and the book is called single in the city and you also have a, a great website. It's singleinthecity.ca, obviously for Canada. And um, you also have uh, social media. You got Single in the City on Twitter. And uh, uh, you also have Instagram too. What's, what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, my Instagram is official Laura Bellotta, B I L O T T A. Awesome. Fantastic. You know, this has been so helpful. Give us one last bit of wisdom. Just one one little nugget right now that we can impart to all of our wonderful listeners with the Her Podcast. Okay. Well, I have so many, but one right now I can give you is one set boundaries. Nugget. Set boundaries early on in the relationship because this is going to set the guidelines for how you want to be treated. It can be difficult to set them later on once certain habits have been established in a relationship. I love it. Fantastic. No, no, I, I absolutely love it <laughs> okay. because I think men are better at that than women. Women just give it all away, whatever. And, and they're not really advocating for themselves. So I think having boundaries is extremely important. Everyone, we've been talking to Laura Bellotta, and she is the author of Single in the City. And yes, you can date safely in a COVID world. All right. Now, everyone out there, please take a minute to hit iTunes, rate and review the show. And let me see what those rates and reviews look like. I'm interested in this because I happen to be Dr. Pam Peak, the host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter or Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today and please stay safe and stay well.